Hello everyone and welcome to the Commander's Forge. My name is Andy Bentley. Now, the Commander's Forge is an area for me to talk about Commander and Magic in ways that I enjoy it. Now, this week I'm going to go over some of my stats from February that I should have done last week, but I pushed them back a week so that I could signal boost about Shivam. And uh, jumping right into that, let's start with the number of games that I played in February. I clocked in with 17 games, and of those 17 games, I had two wins. That equals out to about an 11% win rate. Now, as for unique people that I played, I had a total number of 10 that I played throughout February. And of those 10, the person I played the most was Mike Coyle with 12 games, followed by Andy Flory with 8 games, and then Parker, also from that Discord, with 6 games. I have noticed that um, I haven't been around as much for games, mainly because work's been busy and I've been very tired. And I mean, there's really not that much to say about February. I kind of had to put magic on the back burner for a little bit. But, you know... uh I may not have been playing as much, but I built two new decks. I tore apart one deck. I updated three other decks. Uh, February was very much a um, breakdown and rebuild month for me. And there's something that I need to discuss in the uh, second half of this. But for now, let's just talk about February. I played, like I said, 17 games. Uh, in those 17 games, my most played deck was Linden, the Steadfast Queen, which is very quickly becoming one of my favorite decks, even though, you know, mono-white. I have a few decks that I didn't play at all during the month, and there's some that I have that I've played a few times and I've kind of put aside, like, it's just not there yet, I want to add stuff to it, or I want to wait to see what else is coming out. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be just a nice short episode this week, and uh, with that... I think I'm going to uh, kick this over to an ad. Alright, welcome back. Now, on Twitter I promised I would tell you the reason why this was coming out late. And the honest reason? Quiet time. There is very little quiet time in the house that I live in. And it's not very conducive to trying to record a podcast when there are other people in the house. And between that and work and just generally not feeling that great this week, I haven't been able to stay up past 9, 10 o'clock to actually record anything. 
I'm just, I'm tired. That said, um, I did a thing to help, to help my setup, my, uh, area to help soundproof it or eventually find a, a way to get a place of my own. I started a Patreon and there's not a whole lot I have to say about it. I started it and I don't necessarily expect it to go anywhere, but it's a step in the right direction. I didn't really create this podcast with the intention of it actually being something I monetized. I mean, hell, I didn't even expect it to get past 10 episodes. And part of me still doesn't understand why I'm still going with it, but you know what? I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm not going to bother saying what it is here. I'll have the links in the description. All right, now that that's done, let's talk about some zombies. Esper zombies, to be exact. I'm playing Tormod the Desecrator, which is a 4-2 zombie wizard for three and a black. And whenever one or more cards leaves your graveyard, you create a tapped 2-2 zombie creature token. And I've paired him with, well, the only blue-white commander, which is Ishai. (sighs) He's a 1-1 for 2, a white and a blue, and then whenever an opponent casts a spell, you put a plus 1 plus 1 counter on him. He's here just to give me colors, and in the several times I've played the deck, has never been cast. broke this down into a few different uh, sections, though. And the first one that I find with just about any zombie deck is Lords. And I'm going to start off with two Lords that are Lords not for all the zombies, but for the zombie tokens. And that is Eternal Skylord... And Vizier of the Scorpion. Eternal Skylord is a 3-3 zombie wizard for 4 and a blue. When it enters the battlefield, you amass 2. That means you put 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on an army you control, or you create a 0-0 black zombie army creature token and then put the counters on them. And Vizier of the Scorpion is a 1-1 zombie wizard for 2 and a black. Does the same thing. Gives them uh, amass 1, so it's only 1 counter. But the Skylord gives our zombie tokens flying, and the Vizier gives our zombie tokens death touch. I'm not necessarily going to get into how many tokens I can create, but uh, it's a lot. Next we get into our more traditional lords, uh, like Adaptive Automaton. 
which is a 2-2 artifact creature construct for 3 generic mana. But as it enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type. It is the chosen creature type, and other creatures of the chosen type get plus 1, plus 1. Lord of the Accursed is a 2-3 for 2 and a black. He just says, other zombies you control get plus 1, plus 1. But you can also pay 1 and a black and tap it to give them all menace until end of turn. Then we have the Death Baron, which is a 2-2 zombie wizard for 1 black black. It says skeletons you control and other zombies you control get plus 1 plus 1 and have Death Touch. Then there's the Diagraph Captain. It's a 2-2 zombie soldier for 1, a blue, and a black. It has Death Touch. Other zombies you control get plus 1 plus 1. And whenever another zombie you control dies, target opponent loses 1 life. Then we have our Undead Warchief, which is a 1-1 zombie for 2 black black. But zombie spells you play cost 1 less to play, and zombies you control get plus 2 plus 1. And yes, that seems weird for a 4-mana 1-1, but his ability also hits him, so he's actually a 4-mana 3-2. I know, templating. It can be weird. Uh, next we have oh a new card Narfi Betrayer King he is a 4-3 zombie wizard he is a legendary snow creature for 3 a blue and a black and other snow and zombie creatures you control get plus 1 plus 1 and you can pay 3 snow mana to return Narfi Betrayer King from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped which all of our lands are snow mana all for this one card. But being able to bring it back just with itself, pretty good. Uh, next we have Cemetery Reaper, which is a 2-2 zombie for one black black. Other zombie creatures I control get plus one plus one. And his other ability, I don't use that often, but it's two and a black and tap it to exile a creature card from a graveyard and put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. This one's good because it just says a graveyard. There's another one that I'm not running because it only hits creatures in your graveyard. And I'm, I'm no bueno with that. Next up is the Risen Executioner. He is a 4-3 zombie warrior for 2 black black. He can't block. Other zombies you control get plus 1 plus 1. And you may cast Risen Executioner from your graveyard if you pay one more to cast it for each other creature card in your graveyard. Then we have a, uh, <laughs> a fairly old card with the Zombie Master. Uh, it has been eroded. It is a 2-3 zombie. I believe it's a zombie lord. For one black black. All zombies in play gain Swamp Walk and Black Regenerate. The rules text is not here, but to regenerate, you tap a creature and remove all damage from it. And we have that ability for as long as this card remains in play. Yeah, this is a very old template. Uh, after him, we have our Diagraph Colossus. 
not a lord in the traditional sense, but he is a 2-2 zombie giant for two and a black. When he enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter for each zombie card in your graveyard, which means he's not a bad play late, but his other ability means you might not necessarily want to wait. Because whenever you cast a zombie spell, you put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield tapped. If he's not answered early, you're just gonna end up swarming the board with a ton of zombie tokens. After him we have the Lord of the Undead, which is a 2-2 zombie lord for one black black. Other zombies get plus one plus one, and you can pay one in a black and tap it to return a zombie card from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, then we have an enchantment. Liliana's Mastery for three black black. Zombies you control get plus one plus one. But it also makes two 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 black zombie creature tokens when it enters. So you're paying five mana to pump all your zombies and making two three threes. And then the last lord in the deck is another unconventional lord, but it's Cryptbreaker. It's a 1-1 zombie for a single black mana. You can pay one in a black, tap it, discard a card to put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield, and you can tap three zombies you control to draw a card and lose a life. And this deck doesn't necessarily care about having creature cards in the graveyard. So let's move into our next section, which I'm calling the reanimation. So if we discard a Gravecrawler with Cryptbreaker, we can then cast it from our graveyard because we control a zombie. But on top of that, we're running Ghoul Razor, which is a 2-2 zombie for one black black. And when it enters the battlefield, you return a zombie card at random from your graveyard to your hand. You can either try and make sure there's only one zombie in there or a couple of zombies that you want to get one that you want. Next we have Gravedigger, which is a 2-2 zombie for three and a black. And the additional cost is so that when it enters, you can return a target creature from your graveyard to your hand so you don't have to do it at random. Then we have an Eternal Taskmaster, which is a 2-3 zombie for one and a black. And this is about a field tapped, but whenever it attacks, you can pay two and a black to return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. So this one is repeatable every turn. Uh, then we have other ways, like Haven Ghoul Lich, which is a 4-4 zombie wizard for three, a blue and a black. And you can pay one generic mana to cast target creature card in a graveyard this turn. When you cast that card this turn, Haven Ghoul Lich gains all activated abilities of that card till end of turn. Yeah. Uh, next we have Relentless Dead, which is a 2-2 zombie for black black. It has Menace, or Menace. And when Relentless Dead dies, you can pay a black. If you do, you return it to its owner's hand. That's well and good, but it also says when it dies, you can pay X. And if you do, return another target zombie creature card 
with converted mana cost X from your graveyard to the battlefield. So say Relentless Dead uh, dies. We pay a black to put it back into our hands, and then we pay three or four mana to also put a lord back onto the battlefield. Yeah, that card's pretty good. Also, the, the art on it, the zombie breaking through the Avacyn window in that church. We're going to talk about that art again in a few minutes. But after Relentless Dead, we have Dread Wanderer, which is a 2-1 zombie jackal for a single black mana. It enters the battlefield tapped, but you can pay 2 and a black to return Dread Wanderer from your graveyard to the battlefield. You can activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery, and only if you have one or fewer cards in your hand. And if we don't hit our card draw, there's a good chance we'll just be able to keep bringing him back. Next for uh, <laughs> the Raise the Draugr, which is an instant for one in a black that says, Choose one. Return target creature card from a graveyard to your hand. Or, return two target creature cards that share a creature type from your graveyard to your hand. Tribal deck. Zombies. You get it. Next we have Zombie Apocalypse. Which is a sorcery for three. Black, black, black. Return all creatures, zombie creature cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. Then destroy all humans. And sure in Commander, you might... Not clear the board, but every deck has a random human or five. And then the last one I want to talk about in this section is Haunting Voyage, which is a sorcery for four black black, and you choose a creature type. Return up to two creature cards of that type from your graveyard to the battlefield. But it has a foretell cost of five black black. That means you can pay two to place it face down and then cast it for its foretell cost later. And you might be thinking, but the foretell cost is more. Well, that's because if the spell was foretold, you return all creature cards of that type from your graveyard to the battlefield instead. It's uh, one of the uh, newer cards from Kaldheim that uh, really pushed me to put this deck together. But enough of that. Onward to our... I like to call them the inevitability cards. Let's just get into it. It's easier to explain that way. We're talking about stuff like Vengeful Dead, which is a 3-2 zombie for 3 and a black, and whenever Vengeful Dead or another zombie is put into a graveyard from play, each opponent loses one life. This does not specify any zombies I control, any zombies on the battlefield. If they go into the graveyard, each of my opponents loses one life. To that, we are also playing Plague Belcher, which is a 5-4 zombie beast. It costs 2 and a black. It has Menace. And when it enters the battlefield, put 2 minus 1 minus 1 counters on target creature you control. So you can put it on itself, or you can just kill off something else. But whenever another zombie you control dies, each opponent loses one life. So not as good as Vengeful Dead, 
but same basic principle. After that, we have our Wayward Servant. It's a 2-2 zombie for a white and a black. And whenever a number zombie enters the battlefield under your control, each opponent loses one life and they gain one life. So this kind of fits more with the reanimator side. You just keep sacking and bringing back cards. You get the you get the point. Then we're running a good old Gary, Gray Merchant of Asphodel. He's a two-four zombie for three black black. And when he enters the battlefield, each opponent loses X life, where X is your devotion to black. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Yes, this is an Esper deck. But the running joke is it's a mono black deck, splashing blue and white. So he he was definitely a um, choice from the beginning. Uh, the last card in this section is Endless Ranks of the Dead. It's an enchantment for two black black. And remember I was going to mention that art again with the Avacyn window? This is the precursor card to Relentless Dead. This is before the zombies got through the window. So the window is still whole. But at the beginning of your upkeep, you put X22 black zombie creature tokens onto the battlefield where X is half of the number of zombies you control rounded down. It can get very out of hand very fast. Now, the last thing I want to mention is a, um, a bit of a loop that I discovered when I was playing the deck. Uh, it is centered around a card called Rooftop Storm, which is an enchantment for uh, five and a blue. Uh, and that says, you may pay zero rather than pay the mana cost for zombie creature spells that you cast. Interesting, interesting. Then we're running Vanquisher's Banner, which is a five mana artifact. When there's a battlefield, you choose a creature type. Creatures you control with the chosen type get plus one, plus one. And whenever you cast a creature spell of the chosen type, you draw a card. Hmm. Then we're having... We have the Reflections of Lajarna, which is an enchantment for four and a blue. And as it enters the battlefield, you choose a creature type, and whenever you cast a spell of the chosen type, you copy that spell. Don't worry, we're almost there to the uh, the actual payoff. Next, we have Liliana, Untouched by Death. She is uh, Planeswalker, Liliana, for loyalty, for two black-black. Her plus one is put the top three cards of your library into your graveyard. If at least one of them is a zombie card, each opponent loses two life, you gain two life. Her minus two is target creature against minus x, minus x, so on to turn where x is the number of zombies you control. But her minus three, that's right, she can come down to just minus three. You may cast zombie cards from your graveyard this turn. So if you have Rooftop Storm and Liliana, you can cast the zombies in your graveyard. You still need a way to put them in there. 
to complete the loop. Which is where Grimgrin Corpseborn comes in. He is a 5-5 zombie warrior for 3, a blue, and a black. He enters the battlefield tapped and doesn't untap during your untap step, but you can sacrifice another creature to untap Grimgrin and put a plus one plus one counter on it. Whenever Grimgrin attacks, destroy target creature defending player controls and put a plus one plus one counter on Grimgrin. So if you have Rooftop Storm, Vanquisher's Banner, Liliana, Untouched by Death, and Reflections of Lajarna, and you cast Grimgrim, he comes in tapped. You draw a card. You sacrifice a cheap zombie or any zombie if, as long as you have Rooftop Storm to untap Grimgrim. He gets bigger. Then you keep sacrificing cards to him and recasting them. So if you have Vanquisher's Banner, you will draw your deck. If it's uh, any of the drain and gains, you're going to drain everybody out or you're going to drain them and gain life. Sure, I'm not running any way to like pull this combo together. But uh, when it happened the other day, it was just kind of a, ah, I didn't know I could do that. Well, I think that's going to bring us uh, to the end of the episode. I know this is a interesting episode with some ups and downs. But let's get into all the normal stuff. Uh, if you liked it, leave a like. If you're watching this on YouTube, consider subscribing. Hit the bell for notifications if you do. And I will see you next time. That brings us to the end of the podcast. I would like to thank Nate and Erica Jacobs for designing my logo. And Cody Mulpey and Ian Foss for allowing me to use a sample of music from their band, The Crypt. The podcast can be found on YouTube by searching Commander's Forge. The podcast is Commander's Forge, that is C-M-D-R underscore Forge, on Twitter. I can be found on Twitter at BentsMister, that is B-E-N-T-Z-M-R. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, here's to fun games and sick plays.